0: Thank you, Pastor Matt. Thank you, Pastor Bonnie, Pastor Jamal, Pastor Todd, Hope, Rachel, Nancy. I I am so blessed with such a terrific staff Uh, and happy Easter to you. Easter 2020, I want to talk about defining moments, defining moments. I'm sure there are many of you who can remember what you were doing and where you were when the news that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. I remember being three and a half years old, watching cartoons, being upset because the cartoon was interrupted with the news of the day. I don't think I fully comprehended what was taking place. For our generation, probably a defining moment is 9-11. Most of us can remember where we were what we were doing when that announcement was made. Defining moments in life have a way of changing life, has a way of how we do life in a very distinctive way. Easter 2020 is a defying moment. Many of us, forever, it will be etched in our memories of what took place during this Easter season. Not only are there defying moments, but there are surprising moments. Like when your newly teenage driver comes in and says, Hey, Dad, about your car? Wow. Or I remember uh, Heather and I were married in June of 1981. I had one semester left at uh, college. And uh, around November... I was being interviewed for a youth pastor's position out in Ford City, Pennsylvania, out on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. And it was a very interesting fellow, and I was very excited about this opportunity. We had scheduled to go out and and look at the area. They had scheduled me to preach. Uh, They also informed us because of, of financial situations that it would, be most to our advantage that Heather would would need to work and we were willing to make that sacrifice and go out and uh, two days before we went out Heather got confirmation that she was pregnant surprise, surprise, surprise there are surprising moments in life well along with surprising moments there are moments that are also painful I'm sure that all of us have been told at one time or another hey, sit down I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Or did you ever get a Dear John letter? And some of you are thinking, well, what's a Don, John Dear letter? Well, a Dear John letter is when someone's going to break up with you. And, and I'm now I'm dating myself because probably they do it through email or a Dear John text. But boy, when, when your heart can be broken when someone says they don't want to see you anymore. And then there are those expected moments those anticipated moments, those moments that we celebrate. Congratulations, it's a boy or a girl. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Or I'm here to tell you, you got the job. And what about when that 17-year-old hops in the car and tells you that they've passed their driving test? Well, maybe that's a moment of all three, surprising, painful and expected. There are defying moments where your life is forever changed. Think with me for a moment. The Bible tells us that after his resurrection, he appeared to his followers, his disciples, as well as even 500. Now, if you were to bring them all back to life and give them each 15 minutes... To testify about seeing the resurrected Lord. Do you know how long that would take? It would take this service. It would go into the night. It would go into Monday. It would go into Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday. And early Friday morning, the service would begin to end. It would take 120 straight hours. 120 eight straight hours of 15-minute testimonies to get all of them in. When I think about all who have seen and testified to the resurrection, to the resurrected Christ, all I can say is, he is alive. Now, if you were to ask most people, why did Christ come to earth? I believe the majority would answer Well, he came to die for our sins. And yes, that is true. But let me ask you, if Jesus just came to die for our sins, if when he was crucified and he was put in that tomb, and that was just the end of the story, where would that leave us? Yes, why it's true that he came to die for our sins. The main thing was he came to overcome death, to overcome sin, to overcome the grave, to be resurrected to life. When Christ was resurrected, mankind was resurrected. The main thing was Christ's goal was not to die but to live. His desire his hope for us is not that we would live in death but that we would have life. John 10.10 says I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. As I think about that do you know That God is bigger than anything this world can throw at us. No matter where we may be, no matter what situation we may find ourselves in, He offers us abundant life. And God is greater and bigger than anything this world can throw at us. Think about this in Luke. It talks about when the day Jesus was crucified, that there was a darkness that came over the land. But we remember three days later, he turned on the switch and there was light. That first Easter was definitely a defying moment in history. His life was physically renewed. His body and his spirit were reunited. Death became a subject to his authority. He was exalted for his obedience. And sits today at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And his body became transfigured once And for all. How does all that translate into English? Well, let me give you these three facts. Resurrection leads to life. Resurrection leads to life. Listen to the words that Jesus spoke to Martha when her brother Lazarus had died. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then he asked the all important question. Do you Believe this. Jesus was not just resurrected from the dead. He is the resurrection. And not only is he the resurrection, but it says he is the resurrection and the life. I can't tell you how many countless times I have seen people come to church because of problems. And then when their problem is solved, it's funny. You don't see them anymore. And what they really needed was not an answer to their problem. What they really needed was his life, Christ's life imparted to them. You may be out there today going through a difficulty or going through a problem, asking, God, help me. God, help me. Well, what you really need to do is ask God's life. To be imparted to you. Many times in life, we can get in a rut. Have you you ever been in a rut? Maybe perhaps you're in a rut right now, and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And there seems as if there's no way out, there's nothing you can do to get out of this rut. Woe is me! My life will always be lived. In this rut. Well, Jesus came to offer life, and He is the resurrection. And I believe He can raise you out of that rut and put your feet on a solid foundation. Or perhaps you're in a pit of despair, or a pit of depression, or you find yourself in a pit of destruction. He is the resurrection and the life. He wants you to have life and he can raise you out of that pit and place your feet on a different surface and give to you life victoriously. Which really leads me up to my second point. Not only is resurrection lead to life, but resurrection leads to hope. Now, this is kind of an interesting passage of scripture for an Easter Sunday service, but in your Bibles, First Peter, First Peter chapter one, verse three, listen to these words. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy. He has given us new birth. There are many of you out there who have been recipients of new birth. There are many of you out there who have been born again. But I can't help to think that there are some watching and even listening today who in your life you need a new birth. In his great mercy he has given us a new birth Into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead, it brought hope to you and I. A living hope through the resurrection, knowing that Christ overcame death, knowing that Christ was resurrected from the dead lets us know that we can overcome. We can be more than conquerors. We can be victorious through anything this life throws our way. I'm one who believes that the word hopeless does not exist in God's vocabulary. Why? Because there is no situation that is hopeless. There is no individual that is hopeless. Because of his resurrection, he brings hope where there is no hope. Nothing is hopeless with God. Christ did all the heavy lifting, Christ won the victory. And all we have to do is partake of his life that leads to hope and live in the power of his resurrection. There's a wonderful prayer that Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. Let me make this my Easter prayer for you. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Lord, I pray that you would enlighten the hearts and the eyes of the hearts of many today in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his, check these words out, incomparably great power for us who believe. God has granted to us an incomparably great power for those who believe. And he says that that power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. I believe that God wants us to walk and live in the power of his resurrection. Third, resurrection leads to love. Resurrection leads to life. Resurrection leads to hope. Resurrection leads to love. Now, let me explain. Once again, in 1 Peter, listen to the words that Peter writes in the third chapter, starting with verse 8. Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another, be sympathetic, love as brothers be compassionate, be humble. No one should be more grateful. No one should be more loving than someone who was dead but is now alive. And isn't that the church? Isn't that us? We were dead in our transgressions. We were dead in our sin. We were separated from God our Father. But because of His work on the cross and His resurrection and the life and the hope, He now gives us a love. We should be so loving, we should be so kind, we should be so compassionate, we should be so grateful for the life and the love and the hope that he's given to us because we were once dead, we were once lost, but now we're found and we're alive. Christ wasn't resurrected so that we could pass judgment on one another so that we could talk bad about one another, so that we could stab one another in the back or talk behind their back. No, I believe Christ was raised from the dead so that his life, his love could be imparted to us and that it would flow to one another. In Luke chapter 17 We read about how Jesus was going to Jerusalem and he passed through this small village. And there were 10 men who cried out for the Lord to have mercy on them because they had leprosy. And Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they left and as they went, they were healed. But as the story goes, There was only one who came back. There was one who was grateful for what the Lord had done for him. And we find him in scripture when he sees Jesus. He falls on his face before his feet. He falls on his face before the feet of Jesus. And he's filled with thanksgiving and gratitude. And Jesus says, go Your faith has made you whole. Not only did God heal him, but God made him whole. I believe it was that day that God gave him life and love and hope. And when I think about that one, I can't help but think... On this Easter 2020, how we, like that one, need to fall on our face before the feet of Jesus, filled with gratitude because of his resurrection that offers life and hope and is manifested in a love that is portrayed to one another. Let me share with you a defining moment in my life. I remember being 16 years old, sitting in a church when an invitation was given for this new life, for an invitation to be born again. And I remember at the age of 16 receiving and committing my life to Christ where he gave me a hope, a life, and a love. There could be a defining moment in your life right now. And really, this is the part where you expect the preacher to say, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? But today, we're going to do a little something different. And it's as simple as A, B, C, D. On the bottom, you can see a link to a connection card. And after this service is over, I I trust that you would, as as we can't physically connect right now, we want to connect through these connection cards. Fill out as much information as you're comfortable with. But on this connection card, you're going to see three, four boxes, A, B, C, and D. A. If you're already in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you know him as your personal Savior and Lord, would you just check box A and you say, well, why should I do that? Because I would love to pray for you. I would love to connect with you and rejoice with you in this new life. Perhaps today you want to begin your relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to receive this new life. You want to be born again. If you would just check box B, we're going to pray with you in just a moment. Maybe you're here listening or watching and you say, Pastor Jeff, man, I, I, I just need a little bit more time. I, I need a, a little more time to consider. Well, I respect that because I was once like you. I remember sitting in service after invitation, after invitation, and I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it, and then I thought about it, but I felt I needed more time, but there was a defining moment in my life where I finally said yes. And you may say, well, why should I check out that box and, and submit it to you? Because I would like to pray for you. And if you have any questions, just help you in you considering this new walk and new life with Christ. But then there's box D. If you don't ever intend to make a decision to follow Christ, would you just mark box D? And you say, well, why would I even want to fill it out if I'm not going to make a decision? Why would you even want to know? Because I have known others who years ago would have marked that box. But today, they're serving the Lord. And I would like to pray with you and along with you Listen, I, I don't pass judgment. But if you don't think you'll ever make a decision in following the Lord, I would just like to pray with you. In fact, could we pray right now? Those who want to make Easter 2020 a defying moment in their life and receive this new life, would you just repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I now ask you that you would forgive me of my sins. And I want to enter into a personal relationship with you this day. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I commit my life to you this day also give to me the assurance of eternal life. Lord, I pray for all those who have prayed that prayer. I pray for all those who are still considering. And I pray for those, Lord, who even this day may say, I'll never follow Christ. Lord, I pray that you would just be with them, comfort them. Lord, thank you for this defying moment of Easter 2020 that will forever be etched in our mind. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for life. Thank you for hope. And thank you for love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, would you join me in singing, Because He Lives
1: because he